everyone. Uh, we're back. Uh, we had two weeks off. Unexpected. Uh, I had set out a personal goal when I started this whole little pet project to do... I, b- I believe when I started, we were bi-weekly, so maybe I shouldn't feel too, too bad. Um, but I didn't really want to take a week off, let alone two. Uh, however, we, we have had a bit of a family emergency. Uh, for those of you, and we'll, we'll I, guess, I guess we'll get into that shortly. But uh, yeah, it's been two weeks, and I just honestly haven't I haven't been in a place where I could sit down and, and record an episode, and we haven't had a ton go on. And just, I don't know, I've been in a funk. I mean, I clearly know why I've been in a funk in that sense. But it just, it feels heavy. It feels like we've, we've stopped making progress in a sense. And uh, and we're at a bit of a plateau. Uh, not a ton happening in, in politics, per se. Uh, we should start ramping into the Ontario elections soon, though. Uh, but yeah, what happened? Where have I been? Uh, for those of you that have been following from day one or, or have caught up to our first few podcasts, uh, you'll be aware that we've had discussions about the fact that our family has suffered a miscarriage uh, back, man, it's been about a year now. Um, but it's something our, our family has kind of had to deal with, and, and unfortunately we actually suffered a second one uh, a couple weeks ago, so it's it's been heavy. It, it hasn't been... A fun place to be. It hasn't. It hasn't been a place of like creative juice. I've just. I haven't had motivation, and I think it's completely reasonable and and understandable. I doubt anyone would really fault that. But nonetheless, it's a project I I want to see through, and I'm not. I'm not leaving you guys. However, with the family stuff going on and and the nicer weather's coming, it's it's nice to have a distraction and to kind of check out. So I've been, we've been managing, we've been getting through, and we've been kind of savoring the weather and the time with our young boys, and just kind of not worrying about everything else. And and unfortunately, this this project fell into the everything else category. So I apologize that we've been away. Uh, we're we're gonna try and buckle down. In I don't know going into summer now. I don't actually know if I'm going to carry on the, the weekly. We might shift back to bi-weekly uh, just because I want to. I, I, I think I'd rather spend some time outside and just doing the things in life we all should. Um, but it is important. Part of what we do at this podcast, we want to see people gain the skills and the ability to, to better themselves in critical thinking in processing what's going around you uh and and the mechanisms of society and culture and all of the things if you slow it down and kind of dissect it pick it apart we d- we don't just do it to kind of armchair quarterback uh a lot of a lot of this is with knowledge comes power and and understanding things allows people a better stance and a better a better place to kind of work from so in in that vein of, of thought, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I have no qualms sharing some of the struggles we've gone through. Um, and I, I don't need to hide that. Um, we are going to kind of... I, I wanted to do an episode. I, I kind of wanted to do my jump back in, uh, it, do an episode on miscarriage and, and pregnancy loss, child loss. Um, from a male perspective, because 
as somebody who's now gone through it twice, the resources are not plentiful. It's a, you're really on your own. Uh, and, and if I've got any, anyone here listening, who's, who's unfortunately had to go through that, uh, you'll know exactly what I mean. There, there's not a lot of resources for men who have, are going through that. Uh, unfortunately in a lot of those situations, they don't even, it's not even considered men. We kind of just buck up and, and create safe space for our wives or significant others to kind of have their, their grief and their moment. And then that's basically all we are for the first bit, at least is, is emotional bodyguards to just allow space. And in that, at least myself, I, we haven't found, I mean, I, I've created time to kind of do my own thing, but it's not inherent and there's not a lot of resources. So I do still want it. We're not, I don't, I don't have the words to properly articulate what I want to articulate. Um, but I am going to do an episode in the future to kind of break into that. And I'm going to, I'm going to try and reach out to a couple of people I know. Um, and I want I want to get a, a bit of a soundboard going for an episode like that, because I don't know that I can carry it. And I don't know that I will check every box that's needed to hopefully help people. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's what I want. I, I don't need to hear my voice. I don't need to dictate uh, my perspective, but we want to have genuine conversations. So that will, that will be one. I, I just, I don't have the words right now. And, uh, I didn't want to miss another week. I, I set time aside. I told my wife, I'm like, I can't, I can't let these guys down uh, another, another week. And I don't really want to. So we're going to keep it short. Uh, this week, we're just going to kind of do a check-in. Uh, we're checking in where I've been and how things have been going there. Uh, we'll also touch on the climate going on right now, uh, political, national, and international. Uh, it's been slow, but uh, lots is still happening. It's just not at giant scales. It's not. It's not bombs popping off. It's not giant disclosures. It's kind of just at a simmer at this point. Though I can appreciate a, a simmer. I can appreciate after two years of chaos that we're at a little bit of a tone down and things are slowing down, but I am, I'm growing impatient. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of things that are, I worry will get left unfinished per se. But before that, let's, uh, let's get into it. I've already cracked this, but <sighs> all right. So where are we at in Canada right now? Uh, a lot of the mandates are gone. Uh, I know here in Ontario, uh, masks are gone officially. I know there's now three or four school boards that have tried to bring masks back for kids. Uh, I believe that is Ottawa, Hamilton, possibly Peel, and London District School Board here local. Uh, it's quite hilarious watching these. These It is... I'm not even like simplifying it by by calling people activists at this point i personally watched because it's local and i i like to be as informed as possible i watched the entire thames valley london uh school board trustee meeting they had they had a special council meeting just for this vote and it was two hours long and i i think probably 25 percent of that that meeting was officials clarifying that they do not have the authority to do this 
every vote, every statement came with a disclaimer that they're not actually allowed to do this. They, they, it's a symbolic vote, uh, and this applies to all Ontario, any board that has enacted these masks. It's, it's utterly unenforceable, uh, and it's funny seeing how they, they still try and justify their logic. Um, here in London, there was one councillor specifically, I forget her name, um, but she tabled the motion to begin with, and I believe one councillor tried to change the language from require masks to recommend, and this lady just blew up, uh, just had an aneurysm. So these, it is 100% uh, ideologically driven at this point, and they don't make any attempt to hide that. But it's funny to see all of the these radicals, really, just try and cope. Uh, and this circles back to what I've said countless episodes ago. Um, people need to get active in public, in, in these committees, in these boards, and get involved in a level. Because what we've had, and, and I think when we speak of the larger international climate shift, I think you're going to start seeing a noted change in the direction of things. Um, Conservative-minded people, libertarian-minded people, basically anyone that doesn't align with the current left. And I, I say current left because I have, like, give me JFK lefties all day. I think JFK in today's climate would be considered right-wing. Um, traditional liberalism is not what we call liberals today, or lefties. So, don't conflate the two. We're, we're talking about today's lefties. And they've just gotten so radical, but they've, they've also seen a, an opportunity in the last two decades, really. In the last 20 years, we've seen this slowly happen. And, and what it is, is anyone who lines up kind of right of center typically has more of a leave me alone and you do you, I'll do me type mentality. It's, it's a conservative leaning trait uh, and it's completely applicable to me as well. I, I'm much like you do whatever you want. I'm going to do me and we'll just keep in our separate fences and that's it. Good fences make good neighbors. I don't really care what you do. Unfortunately, this has created a, a massive Achilles heel per se in the culture and the climate where nobody's been active. Nobody's been proactive in trying to make sure there's a diversity of opinion and whatnot on these boards. So people with motives and agendas have kind of slipped into these roles and more or less taken over all of these different avenues. And now conservative or right-leaning people um, are, are just realizing that, hey, we've lost control of everything while we were kind of just minding our own business. Um, we're, which is great. We have to identify the problem before we can fix it. But now that we're identifying it and is where we now need to start making changes. Uh, we're lucky in London, there is a couple trustees on that board that had the balls to kind of stand up and be like, Hey, this is crazy. We're being told by the lawyers, this isn't allowed. What the hell are we doing? Unfortunately, even the ones by today's standards, you'd say, Hey, ha they have the balls. Um, they don't like, this is not, we're not even getting close to the level of opposition we need to see yet. Um, but now that we've identified these, these institutions, these governing bodies, these 
These councils are, are corrupted to the core. It's great. We've identified the problem. We can now start to step up. And that is the grassroots swell that I think I think anyone who has the ability should. I think I think seeing the problem and knowing what's best to do to fix it. When you're in that place, you have a moral obligation to act, which is why I have said before, I will step up and, and join council, be it town council, parent council, whatever. I'm definitely going to be more proactive in the future. Uh, and that includes seeking uh, public office, if that, if that folds out that way. But nonetheless, I, do, I don't, I say that as a half bait, um, because really, I, the way I do see it, yeah, if, if you can see this as a problem and don't act, uh, you're, you're just as complicit. Um, once, you, once you're aware of a problem that is this scale, I, I think it's on you to actually do what you can. Um, but that being said, I, regardless if people personally act or don't act, I feel fairly confident that the next 20 years are definitely going to see a counter swing whether people like it or not. Uh, I don't think you can stop what is coming. Uh, and I think we're going to see that the liberals of today have cut off their own nose to spite their face. Um, it's it's going to be bad. And that lets me kind of segue into the, the next point. Uh, Justin Trudeau and the Canadian Bank has now said that I believe four more interest rates hikes this year, um, which is one more than once a quarter for the rest of the three quarters we have. No, sorry, we just closed. So now we've got four new quarters. So yeah, once a quarter for the rest of this year, we're going to see interest rate hikes, which by my guess will see us raise probably 2%, uh, putting us into, I think we're at 2% now. So we're, we're, we're heading to four... 5% interest, which is where it should have been. We should never have gotten as low as we did. Um, that's a whole economics episode where we get into cause and effect of monetary policy. But nonetheless, it's going to have a massive impact on consumers. Uh, you think inflation's bad now, wait till you add another 2% to the interest rate. And then, on top of your inflation, you've got families buying household essentials on credit cards that now are accumulating at 25% interest. Um, because they're usually 20 plus prime. So it's consumers are about to get slammed. Uh, and that's assuming you even have supplies to purchase. Uh, we've been warned of supply chain issues from Ukraine and, and all that, which again is a cop out. We've most of you listening to this would understand that it is 100% a cop out. Uh, we've list we could list all of the reasons supply chain issues are coming. And Ukraine really doesn't even register as the top 10. Uh, if you really want to see what's about to happen, uh, look at what's happening in Shanghai and, and China. Their COVID zero policy is quickly going to hurt the entire world more than it already has. Uh, the shipping backlog in China, it it's unparalleled. Uh, people thought the backlog in Florida, not Florida, sorry, California, uh, when Newsom had to kind of turn the shipping ports back on. Florida started bringing some of them over. Uh, you thought that backlog was bad. And that's where we saw chip shortages. We saw cars short and, and all that stuff. And delays getting Christmas gifts and whatnot. 
the imports from China to the U.S. Well, now you've got the the reverse is happened, where China has basically locked down so hard that they're not exporting, and the backlog is, it's it's absolutely insane. But because of consumer latency when it comes to China, because some of their stuff comes by f- flight, some comes by plane, but a very large portion of their consumable exports come by boat. Uh, so that creates a lead time of two or three weeks. So we're probably not even going to feel any shortages coming from China for probably another week or month, depending on kind of how things pan out. But the, the, the latency to that is, is not small. You'll see that coming. Uh, coming into spring, summer. Uh, in Canada, I don't think we have to worry so much about food and fertilizer shortages. I think you're certainly going to see fertilizer prices are going to go up. Uh, I don't think we get to the point where our commodities start being short-run. The question then comes is how do they balance exports to, versus domestic consumption? Because that is somewhere I do believe if we start exporting beyond our means and then imports dry up, which they absolutely will when it comes to to food, um, given the humanitarian crisis that is on the border with global food shortages. And it's not not a theory at this point. Global food shortages are are already here. Uh, You look at Afghanistan, you look at Yemen, you look at Syria, you look at a large chunk of Africa. Uh, food shortages are already here. They're just about to get a whole lot worse. And for much of the first world countries, some people are just going to start to realize some of the inconveniences. Um, I don't think Canada is going to get nearly as bad as some of the second and third world countries will. Especially when you're talking about uh, some countries, I, I believe it was Yemen... I, I may be incorrect, but there is some countries that rely 100% on Ukrainian fertilizer export. They're not diversified at all. Um, so they will absolutely starve. Um, so again, this is where you balance export versus domestic and humanitarian aid versus keeping people stable at home while you're also dealing with a financial collapse. We're, we're literally heading into the perfect storm. And I... I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but I do have a pause for concern that we may be heading into Great Depression era potential. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, um, but I think there's definitely potential for historic hard times. Um, And it seems like we're moving at a clip now that is just so, so much faster. Uh, whereas before, things kind of took a little, lot longer to kind of play out. Uh, whereas supply chains fall apart and you're not noticing it for 6, 8, 12 months. Now it's 6 days, 8 weeks um, at most. So I don't know. We'll see how that's all going to pan out. Uh, internationally, we've got... America has lifted much of the restrictions at the border now, I believe. No, sorry, they extended that indefinitely. America has lifted their mask mandates on the planes, uh, which is now seeing trickle-down effects in Canada. I believe inbound flights to Canada are no longer requiring masks. But if you outbound, they are. Um, So we'll see how that plays. I I see a lot of people screaming and hollering that Trudeau's not doing... He's cancelled all now, he's not doing it. 
people need to understand who Trudeau is. Uh, he will always spin it to play a win. It doesn't matter if it's a blatant loss. He will always spin it to play a win. So seeing him shift position is is usually a marker that the tide has turned. And he will slowly and quietly walk it off. Personally, I'm really looking forward to the idea of being able to cross the land border without having paperwork. So I can go back. You know what? My American friends listen to this. I, I love Harbor Freight. We get Princess Auto and it's it's not even half as good as Harbor Freight. Uh, <laughs> Canadian, the Canadian Rev Border Agency even knows how much I love Harbor Freight. Because the one time I tried to cheat my taxes coming across the border. Got caught red-handed and paid a boatload in tax. Um, but nonetheless... I'd love to go across to Michigan, visit some friends in Northern America, um, or even just go on a rip. Maybe find myself in Texas or Florida and stay there. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do see a, a shift happening. Uh, certainly not as quick as I'd like. I My hope is we can kind of remove everything before the fall, because my fall is my biggest worry. Once we make it through one fall, we can basically call it beat and and kicked it. My worry, though, is they bring things back in the fall and people kind of just fall into the, the security blanket again. However, the more they take away, the harder it will be to put back, um, which is why you saw so much pushback now when people are talking about masking again. Uh, there's, a, there's a few institutions that are, are just crazy with it, um, but on, on mass... In public, you're seeing less people wearing masks. You're seeing more people smiling, getting along. Less people talking about COVID and, and nonsense and just getting back to normal. And I don't, by by hook or by crook, I don't care how we get there. I just want to get back to normal as quick as possible. And I want people to remember what they've lost, what they've been deprived of. So hopefully next time they'll be slower to give it up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh I think the states are basically good and well done with it. I, I think, yeah, I just think they're done. Uh, you look at New York, and it seems to be the last crater of, of crap left where their mayor is actually mandated. I believe it was only five and under needed masks or something. It was something's terrible. Um, again, it's complete upside down world where, where up is down and down is up and Men can be hippopotamuses. It's just craziness. Um, but they're getting the, the due pushback that's needed. And on the on the note of due pushback, uh, we're seeing we're seeing wokeism kind of self implode. Which I mean, with any borderline Marxist ideology, uh, at, it will always self implode. Um, we saw we saw a Netflix lose a boatload of value. I believe the one day I was watching, and uh, the one day alone they lost $57 billion in stock value. Uh, Disney's another one who's lost insane amounts of value. Um, Florida has now removed their tax-exempt property. Um, and for those of you who don't really know what happened with that, they basically treat themselves like their own city. Uh, they do their own maintenance, say it was Canada, they do their own sanding, snow plowing, all that stuff. Uh, they do their own garbage, so that they don't pay property tax because they're not using municipal services. Uh, and that 
is a little agreement that they worked out with Florida back in the day. And because they've basically taken a political war on some of the policies Florida has brought in, uh, one particularly, the quote-unquote don't say gave bill, which outlaws teachers teaching gender ideology to grades JK, SK, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, grade 5, we can talk about it all, apparently. Um, in my mind, the bill doesn't go far enough. I, I think all sexuality should not be taught in grades 4 and under. I think sexuality and any of that, outside of a legitimate science class, doesn't even belong till probably grade 6. But we'll see how that all plays out. Disney, Disney has taken a, a, a hard line in fighting the, the politics within the, the state that they live in, that they operate in. So, I mean, you reap what you sow. If you want to pick a fight with the governor, well, guess what? He's got a bigger stick than you. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But regardless of how it goes, the, the veil has kind of been lifted. There was the one interview where somebody high up in Disney basically said the quiet part out loud where they're, they basically said, yeah, we are trying to promote uh, LGBTQ, IAP, 3CPO on to kids in our movies. Uh, and there, And... Just in how they said it, I don't have the quote on hand, um, but they said the quiet part out loud. They, they are pushing an agenda on to children. Uh, I mean, th that is the main consumer of their products, is kids. Um, and as all of this kind of comes to light, people who kind of were coasting, and they just assumed Disney's fine, like, I grew up on Disney, it was fine. Uh, they're now starting to realize that, hey, I need to be a little more active in what my, my kids consume, because this isn't all healthy. Or they're trying to do stuff that I don't want. I, I don't want my kids to be exposed to any of this till they can properly process it. Because quite honestly, it can be dangerous. I don't have to pick a side on where you end up. Again, good fences make good neighbors. I don't actually care what people do behind their fence. I don't care. Just don't push it. I don't... And, like, I'm not... I'm fervently... Fervently, sorry... Um, bipartisan on this. I don't want sexuality pushed on kids, period. I don't, I don't want straight sexuality pushed on children. I don't want to sexualize kids. And if somebody has a, a, a position against that statement, I think they kind of got to sit with themselves in a padded room for a little bit and, and just truly try and understand what the hell is wrong with them. If, if you have a problem with the statement, I don't want to sexualize kids, then you have a bigger problem than politics. Um, but again, I, I think all of this cumulatively is noting a drastic, drastic culture shift about to happen. We're, we're already midway through. You're, you're seeing it everywhere. Uh, it's not just stock prices, but it is a really good indication that, that masses are, are kind of done with this and they're not putting their money in it. They're, they're not buying it. They're not, putting up with it anymore and it's not despite what most main media kind of and social networks kind of want to make you seem they want to make you feel like you're the minority when in reality the minority doesn't drop a stock price 40 percent in a year the minority doesn't drop netflix by 57 billion dollars in a day that is not the minority um, so I, I think 
it will continue to build steam. I think it's it's people right of center, center of center, or even traditionally left of center. I think we, there's a uniting happening across the political spectrum where people are like, okay, hey, we've got a bigger problem. And it's kind of running the ship right now. So we need to put our differences aside for one common goal. And I think we as a world really need that. We need a unification. Um, I, I've used the September 11th analogy before, and it's it's insensitive, but it's accurate in the sense that after September 11th, for at least six, eight months, everyone was on the same team. Uh, you didn't have people freaking out because they saw an American flag flying on a pickup truck. There was no there was no party lines. Everyone was just American. Uh, or in Canada, when the Humboldt bus crash happened, everyone was on the same side. There was no politics. There was no teams. It was, we're all Canadian. We're all small-town hockey playing Canadian. Um, unfortunately, those are examples of how crisis unites. Um, but the same thing can be done during fight, competition, or, or any of that. When you have a common em- enemy, uh, or a common centering purpose you can absolutely have the uh, the melting of party lines and and sides and division which we need because the division is so thick right now it's it's you can taste it however i i think again I, like i said before i don't think at this point you can stop what's coming uh, nothing can stop what's coming <laughs> not to play into the the qanon crap but uh, when it comes to the culture shift that's happening, I don't think you slow it down. I think it's it's a snowball building up steam at this point, and uh, I'm happy to be in it. I, I genuinely we need it. Uh, I want a better world for my kids, and I don't want them left to the devices of these radical lefties kind of shaping everything. So we'll see. We'll see how everything shapes out. We'll see going into summer what Trudeau is going to do as far as. Rona policy, uh, and and Dougie with emergency measures. We've extended again. So, I don't know. We'll see. Lots coming on. Uh, but, for now, that's, that's a bit of a snapshot of where we've been. Uh, again, sorry I took a little time off, but uh, I hope you guys can all understand that. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll be planning to do bi-weekly for now, and if we get a little ambitious, then we get a little ambitious. Hey, buddy. Um... But yeah, for now, we'll do bi-weekly and, and see where we go. And uh, hopefully we can all just enjoy summer and take some time off and hug your kids. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys all have a great week. And uh, just take care of yourselves. Take care of the ones around you. And uh, do the best you can. Alright, take it easy everyone.
Jumping off the edge